Blog Talk Radio. Hi, everybody that's listening now or listening later. Welcome. Welcome to the show. And my father is here, and I, I had put in that he was going to talk about something. So let's see if he's changed it up or what's God, what has God told him to do. So, Dad, your show. So take it away. I want to talk about manna. What is manna? M-A-N-N-A. Manna is a Hebrew word translated as miraculous edible substance that fell each day from heaven during the 40-year period between the Exodus and the conquest of Israel. That means that 2.2 million people, that's estimated what what left what left Egypt that day, 2.2 million people. That's a lot of people, you know. There they were, headed out, with Moses following me, leading them, and they left out. And the Egyptian people were amazed. They gave them gold and silver because, well, I won't get into that. That's another story, a history lesson. But there were two and a half, two and a half point two million people headed out across the desert to Israel. They didn't know what Israel was, but that was a land that they were going to uh, conquest. And a month after their exodus from Egypt, they ran out of food. 2.2 million people ran out of food. On Saturday, on Sunday, the 15th of the month, they turned to Moses and Aaron for food. When a work of two men with 2.2 million people following, give them food. They cried out to God. Moses cried out to God. And that night, a flock of poultry miraculously arrived. And the next morning, the very next morning, on the 15th of the month, a special thing happened. Edible substance fell from the sky, which was called manna. Their opinion is that although the people asked for substance on the 15th, they still had a bit of food left, and the manna began to fall that day. The difference, well, I'm going to get into all the differences. A great deal of work goes on there. The manna was the size of a quarter seed, and the color was white, which commentators explained is a fine crystal. In order that the manna remain clean, a north wind would blow, sweeping the ground, and the rain would wash it. The ground would be covered with a layer of dew, and the mantle would fall upon it, after which the mantle was covered with another layer of dew, as if it was packaged in a box. So in essence, wind swept the ground, rain come from it, the ground was clean. Dew was Put upon the ground, as God can do it, and the Quran, the seed, the manna, would fall and be enveloped in the manna, and then another, another layer of dew would cross or would go across it, and that manna was secure. And all that Israel had to do was go out and harvest it. Was it good? 
I could get into that today, but you know there is there there's a substance. That, well, I can't get into. That. I have to get into it at a different time. But it was a miraculous thing happened out in the desert by the Lord, where the seed fell, where manna fell from heaven, and the people would gather. Let's go on. But but it's interesting to study this, and I may go into it next week. Man was served as a lesson in faith. Remember now, you can't please God unless you have faith. Every day, enough manna would fall to air for each person approximately 43 ounces, which would be enough to, to feed them for the day. No one was allowed to save the manna from one day to the next. Leftovers had to be discarded outside the tent. Otherwise, they would become wormy and inedible. This taught a great lesson in faith. Not, not having any reserve, the Israelites must have full faith in God that he would provide needs every day. Now, what did I just say? They were not allowed to keep it more than one day. They were not allowed to gather but 43 ounces. Or these, you know, depending on the needs in the tent. And they had to pray to God every day for manna because the next day, new manna would fall. What happened if they didn't have faith? I'll let you determine that. But you know, if I knew that God was feeding me every day, I would have to have faith that I would pray every day because I'm going to starve. You understand what I'm saying? Later on, I hope I have time today. John 6 will tell you what this man means to this uh, to us today. But he allowed them to pray every day for the manna to, to, for tomorrow. But they were not allowed this to, uh, to have but one day of it. And if they had more than one day, it would become useless and become wormy. But on the sixth day, they were allowed more. On the sixth day, they the sixth day they could gather two 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 uh, parts of the manna because they were not allowed to work on the seventh, which is Christ Day or God's Day. They have Moses explained that the extra portion was for the Shabbat. The rest day of rest, which no man would fall. To commemorate this double portion on the Sabbath, we make Hamatzin the blessings of two loaves of bread. This also is a reminder that just as the man that came from heaven, so too our lives is ultimately depending upon God. The man would fall in such a way that the righteous would find it at the doors of their tent. Well, that's just important. Every day, manna would fall from heaven. Listen carefully. The righteous would find it at the doors of their tent. Righteous. The average person had to go outside the camp together where it fell there. And the wicked had to go far out to find their portion. There's 2.2 million people wandering in the desert. the righteous at the doors of their tents and loaves of bread would fall. Not loaves of bread, but that's what the average said. The average person 
had to go outside the camp to get there where it fell, and the wicked had to go far out. Additionally, the righteous person, it fell ready to eat, similar to baked bread for the average person. It fails it to the average person, it fails unbaked cakes. To the righteous, is ready to eat. To the average person, it had to be had to be, uh, heated. And for the wicked, it became as unprocessed form, and consequently, they had to grind it into a meal. In other words, they grind like flour. A person had until the fourth day hour. Excuse me, had until the fourth hour to collect the banner, after which he would melt the heat, he would melt in the heat of the sun. And what I say, he had in the fourth hour to get the manna, after which he would melt in the heat of the sun. So they had to get up early because they had four hours to get all this manna, and after that, the heat, the sun, the heat of the sun would melt it. If you're a member of a, a nearby nation would eat one of those animals that had drunk from manna for a few streams, he was able to get the taste of manna. In other words, when the manna melted, it turned into water, ran off, animals would drink it. And when a member of a nearby nation would eat of those animals, they had drunk from the manna for a few streams, it would, he would be able to taste the, taste the manna. The Torah describes his taste as being similar to that of a fried oil, as something fried in oil and honey. Oil and honey. The manna was adapted to the taste of each individual, to the adult, tasted the food of the adult, which tasted like breast, breastfeed, breast milk of the baby. By wishing one would taste the manna and anything of desire, whether it be for grain. In other words, God was comforting to them. Interestingly, Israelites later complained to Moses. They was always complaining. I don't know how that. When they talk about Moses, Moses was an easier guy because how could anybody listen all these people grumble? 2.2 million people out there and every ounce, every strength they had, they grumble all the time. They built golden caves. They they did everything. They I won't get involved with that because I'll be appreciating a minute. That they miss zucchini, watermelon, leeks, onions, and garlic. If the manna could taste like that, anything in the world, why didn't they? Why did they miss those vegetables? Someone explains that since these vegetables could be harmful to lactating women, the manna didn't taste like them. Another explanation is that. While it would taste like those foods, it would take, take the textures as it do with other foods. When you study about manna, you study the Hebrew uh, language, you study about the results of it. There are many explanations, but it's all manna, and it came from God, and it was miraculous the way it arrived. Being a heavenly food, the manna contained nutritious matter only and was fully absorbed. What did I say? Being a heavenly food, it was fully absorbed by the body. So that after consuming it, the Israelites didn't need to expand any waste products. It had no waste in it. All of it was edible. All of it was good. 
and they had no waste products. According to the tradition, together with the manna and all sorts of precious gems and pearls in the fall, additionally, it gave off a fragrant odor during the 30 years, 40 years that the Israelites wandered in the the wilderness. It serves as a perfume for women. Uh, Women got everything. Only joking. The matter was used to adjudicate many quarrels. For example, if two people came together from Moses to before Moses for a judgment, one saying, You stole my servant, the other saying, I did not steal him, or rather you sold him to me. Moses would say to them, In the morning there will be a judgment. How will this matter be resolved? If on the following day the servant found his omer a manna in his first master's house, it would he would it was sold, because it would still came the first owner. On a, and if on the following day he found his owner a manna in his second master, it was clear that he had been sold. When manna ceased to fall, the manna fell for 40 years that the Israelites are in the desert. Ending the following Moses' death when they entered the land, God commanded Moses that a portion other man to be kept throughout the generations so that Jews could see how God sustained them in the holy desert. Aaron collected Samana and put it in a jar inside the holies of holies. That remained for many years. In the days of the prophet Jeremiah, when Jeremiah rebuked the Jews, saying, Why do you engage in the Torah? And he said, Should we not leave and work and engage in the Torah? For what will we support ourselves? He brought out the jar of man and said to them, You see the word of the Lord? He does not he does not say hear, but see. In other words, Jeremiah saying, With this your ancestors supported themselves. God has many agents to prepare food prepare food for those who revere him. King Solomon built the holy temple, knowing that it was destined to be destroyed. He built a place to hide the ark, and at the end of the hidden, deep, winding passageway, passageways, 20 years later, when the destruction of the first temple, King Joshua, Josiah, excuse me, hid Judah, mounted together the ark in that special hidden place. And, according to tradition, it is hidden there, ways have been rediscovered in the advent of the Meshach. The Menorah relates that this last bit of manna remains there as for us, just as in the desert when the Jews occupied their soul learning Torah. God sustained them with the manna too. In the Masonic era, we will be sustained with food from heaven as food exclusively delving into the Torah. May this may be speedy in our days. Now, I want to explain something. God and his manna. When Jesus came to this earth, he related himself to manna. And he said to his disciples and the people around him, I am the bread of life. What? Your fathers did eat manna in the wilderness and, and are dead. This is the bread which comes down from heaven, that a man may eat thereof and not die. 
Jesus replied to him and said, I am the living bread which came down from heaven. Christ said, I'm the manna that came down from heaven. If any man must eat of this bread, he shall live forever. And the bread which I give you is my flesh, which I give for the life of the world. Christ is saying, if you feast of me, you live forever. That's spiritual. The Jews, therefore, strove among themselves, saying, How can a man eat us of his flesh to eat? And then Jesus said unto them, Verily I say unto you, or listen, I say unto you, Except ye eat the flesh of the Son of Man, and then drink the blood, you have no life in you. Whosoever is my flesh, and drink my blood, Half eternal life. Well, it's true, isn't it? If we believe in Christ, we accept him as our Savior, what do we have? We have eternal life. And Jesus said that in John 6, verses 48 and following. Whosoever is my flesh and drink of my blood shall have life eternal. And I'll raise him up on the last day. For my flesh is meat, and thee my blood is drink. He is my flesh, and drink my blood dwells in me. Are you dwelling in Christ? Is Christ your life? Is the Holy Spirit living in you? As God says here, does manna fall from heaven? It was a, it was it was like the Son of Man was manna. So Christ said, "If you eat my flesh and drink my blood, you'll have a life eternal." Do you have life eternal? You know, I think years ago, I turned to my God and said, "God, please save me." And Christ came to live within me. The Holy Spirit lives in me, and God lives in me. And I know that one day, when I die this natural death, which is nothing, he'll raise me eternally, and I'll go to heaven and be with him. And that's what he's saying here. This is the bread which came down from heaven, not as your father did, eat manna, and our dead. And he says, and he eateth this bread, shall live forever. These things said to be in synagogue as he taught in the in the temple. Remember, long did the manna last each day. A daily man, a daily manna, right? Every day that manna fell. Every day that manna was only what the per- person could ingest that day. And after they didn't eat all that day, they couldn't save it, except for the sick day they had double portions. They couldn't say it turned to worms. This is what it's implying here in John 6. You have a manna, which is me, Christ Jesus. And every day you eat it, every day. And that you don't eat, it's wasted. So every day, every day, folks, listen now. Every day you should, you should turn yourself in the Bible. That's six and six books which God provided for us. Every day you should feast upon his word. What is his word? It's Christ. 
every day you should get up or during the day, you should gather all your thoughts and your kindness and your everything you have in your body, and you live for Christ that day. And the next day, well, I did it all yesterday. I don't have to do no more. You have to eat every day of the Word. Because if you eat of the Word, if you eat of the Word every day, then God lives in you. So remember this, that God lives, and he brought Jesus into this earth. Jesus called manna. The manna was for us. The manna we eat every day. And if we don't eat every day, whatever we don't eat is wasted. It turns to worms. But my God provides Jesus. He lives in us, and every day we eat of him because we want to grow stronger. How do we go stronger? By believing and understanding the word of God. You must eat every day, one day a week. But we must eat every day. Christ said, if you eat my blood, I eat my flesh and drink my blood, that's what you're supposed to do. If he said this, people begin to say, what is he talking about? Can we not? We don't understand that. Is the spirit that's quick as the, the flesh profiteth nothing? The words of I speak unto you, they are spirit and they are life. So you know what happened? The Pharisees, Sadducees, and the un- unbelievers of Jesus looked at him and said, "This guy's crazy. I'm not going to eat his blood or drink his drink his blood, eat his flesh. I'm leaving." And they left. Hordes of them just departed from Jesus immediately. And then Jesus said unto his twelve, Where will you go? Also, then Simon Peter, good old Peter, said, Lord, whom shall we go? Thou hast the words of life. My Christ has eternal life. He has his words of eternal life. I look forward to the day that I walk through a pearly gates and I look up at Jesus and I say, Jesus, thank you for saving me. Thank you for changing my whole attitude of life. Thank you for being my God and my Savior. I love you and thank you for eternal life and look forward to the day of today. Of the streets of gold, and I say all this wonderful, glorious space that you've created for us. And I say, thank you, God. Thank you for your death. Thank you for your resurrection. Thank you for my resurrection. And I live with you forever, eternal life. That will be a blessed day. I hope that day comes. I, I would like for it to come today. Are you ready to meet him today? See, that's all I got today. I like to That's good, too. No, no, I understand. So it's going to be, this will be next week, too, as well. So that's pretty cool. So I have a question for you. So the manna, whatever you your taste was, like if you like uh, ice cream, for instance, would the manna be ice cream to you? You can taste, taste like ice cream, yes. 
Well, that's cool. Yes. So why would they get upset? Because they could have anything they wanted. Heck, God's a pretty good cook. That's what I think. <laughs> I like to eat at his table, wouldn't you? I mean, I guess we will when we get to heaven. But um, um, that's pretty cool, right? So if you like fish, two, for instance, or what's that? 2.2 million people. 2.2 million people <laughs> crossing the desert. And each day, the word, the, camp, the, the loaves of bread or whatever, fell in front of their tents. Or in the camp, or outside the camp, and they gripe. They gripe about everything. But do do that not people gripe about everything today? Yes, they do. So here's my other it's, question. So I, yeah, people gripe, but I have another question because I don't want to run out of time. Um, so they the the uh, the wicked people, uh, the the I guess the bad seed or whatever that didn't you know believe in Jesus. Uh, not bad seed, I'm sorry, I shouldn't say that, but, you know, uh, they had to grind theirs up and it just tasted like nutrition, right? You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so, yeah. yeah, so I was just thinking, that's probably like 40 years of diet food. Could you imagine? Right? It's all good. Diet food. <laughs> and then, that's uh, good. yeah, yeah. And then, so the, the righteous ones are the ones that, you know, had got in their heart and believed. Um, they 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 walked out of their tent. Well, there's my pancakes, right? Something like that, you know, you know, or bacon okay. eggs for whatever, right? And whatever they <laughs> desired to eat. And then the other folks that were like, oh, okay, yeah, I need to get work on this this relationship with what's that guy's name again? God, you know. And they uh, they they're out there looking for you know looking for theirs, and it takes a little bit. Did anybody say figure out the uh, deal about? Getting close to God and believing in Jesus, so that they could get the they could get the uh, ones outside their tent. Did they figure that out? Uh, Do you know any other I'm sure, convert to? I'm sure. I'm sure some of them did, but I wasn't there, so I can't testify that. But that was before my time. But I'm sure well, uh, some people <laughs> knew that God was uh, in the whole thing, and they knew their righteousness and unrighteousness and unbelievers. But you remember these uh, two point million people went against God, and he said, "You will anybody over 20 years of age will never enter into the land of my my blessing, my Israel land. And everybody under 20 could go in, and they lived, and they were they were brought to the Holy Land. But you know, my heart goes wow. out. Goes out. My heart doesn't go out. Well, it does. I'm, I'm talking double now. Moses had to be the most godly person and that you could have an existence. Even God said he's the most sensitive man alive. But 2.2 million people gripe constantly. Can you imagine Moses coming down from the mountain with the Ark of the Covenant in his hand? Not the only handwriting with his finger. He wrote in these stones, the Ten Commandments. And when God, when Moses came down, he saw the golden cave. He threw the thing down and it fell to pieces, and God had to renew it. But it's unreal what this man went through. You and I go through searches and crimes and all this, and we are now approaching in our world today a time that we don't understand and things are happening. But Moses lived it. There were 2.2 million people. Unbelievable. Yeah, and uh, 
I know God, God said he could see the promised land, but could never enter into it, right? Did I get that right, Dad? Right. What did you say? What was I said it? He, he, because of his anger and his temper and breaking into commandments, I, I don't know. You told, you told the story that Moses could only look at the promised land. He couldn't step into it. Is that right? He could not enter into the land himself because of his sin. What was his sin? Smacking the rock instead of speaking to the rock. No, that's right. That's right. That's right. Smacking the rock. Yeah. Well, uh, okay. Well, I, that's all the questions I have. We're getting ready to run out of time. So we'll say goodbye to everybody. And uh, thank you, Dad. The manna. Huh. That'd be kind of cool, wouldn't it? Right? So <laughs> one other question. You said that, that it there was no there was no extra. There was no waste. Um, okay. So that means they used everything in the manna. Correct. Your body used everything, right? Well, that's right. There's no, there's no. You couldn't create. You couldn't say I'll have, I'll have breakfast this morning and, and late tonight. No, that was not the way. It they eat. They prepared it. They eat it. And after they eat it, there was any leftover. There was no good. It turned to waste. Okay, Whatever I hear what you said. Okay. They had no to go. They didn't have a to go box. It's, well, I'll throw this and eat later. Oh, yeah. There you go. Yeah. Anyway, I can imagine everybody out there, yeah, chocolate nut Sundays. <laughs> so, anyway, uh, all right. Thank you. Thanks, everybody, for listening. We'll see you next Friday, and uh, have a wonderful weekend. I think it's a long weekend. It's uh, Martin Luther King Day, if I'm not mistaken, so you guys enjoy your long weekend. Anyway, all right, Dad, I'll talk to you later, okay? Take care. God bless you. Bye-bye.